month of July has passed us by, and with it, the Nagoya Basho. Fear the dolphin, the sweaty, sweaty dolphin, and join us as we recap the last eight days of the tournament and beyond. You're listening to Basho and Tell. How are you doing, Eric? I'm pretty good. Uh, feeling a little beat up emotionally, but that's nothing compared to what the Rikishi have been dealing with this month. Yep, it is. Uh, uh, introductions, that's Eric, I'm Frankie, we're talking about Sumo, in case you have no idea what you're listening to. Uh, so we're gonna go through, through the later half of the tournament, if you wanna hear impressions of the first half, listen to the last Basho Intel, uh, in this feed. And uh, if you've already done that, then let's keep going. What happened? Where were we? Paint me a picture. Eric, Eric, paint me a picture. Where were we when the tournament last, when we last spoke, when we last recorded? Where was the tournament at? See, the tournament was where Abby was looking shaky but hopeful. Yes, I think so. Tochi Notion had just withdrawn two days earlier with a yeah, toe injury. Hurt. Yep. Uh, Kakuryu and Hakuho, the two Yokozuna in the Basho, also withdrew. So the field was looking completely open. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were soon to find out that this was indeed a war of attrition. Yeah, it became, uh, it literally became Mitakeyume's uh, tournament to lose. It was basically, he was just sumoing himself, it felt like some days. So we are on day 9th of the tournament, and we have Mitakeyumi versus Daishonomaru. Uh, and that was another... And if I remember correctly, another easy victory for Mitakeyumi. Yeah, there were, I would say, from memory, maybe three or four matches where he looked like he wasn't in control. Uh, yes. Not that he was going to lose, but he looked dominant in pretty much every other bout. Day on the same day, day ninth, Abby loses to Chionokuni, and I remember that one was bad. That, it, that one was when I started wondering because Abby at that point, who is my favorite, or who was my favorite, I don't know, we'll talk about it as this tournament goes on. He had only won two out of eight, and then he loses on day nine. Uh, another interesting stuff. Kaise, who had seemed to be doing okay, uh, he had at that point one, two, three, four, five victories and only three losses. Manages to get another victory there against uh, Ichigojo, uh, who we have Endo, who had been doing really, really good. Um, he had only one loss at that point. Loses has his second loss against Yutakayama. Uh, do you have 
I think who's the other one that I've been liking? I think that's those are the ones that I remember the most. Do you have anyone else for that day? Uh, no, not that day. Okay, so we move on to day 10. Uh, do you want to start with Mitekayume also? Uh, yeah, he is the uh, front runner. Well, no, actually, let's He's... let's save him for the end. Okay, let's save him for the end. Let's do the other side first. So, day 10, we have... Let's start with Avi. Day 10, he has that match against Taka Takakesho. Again, losing, but I remember in this one he seemed a little bit more more fired up, but still lost. And I'm beginning to worry. Kaisei has a match against Takayasu and wins, so there's still hope for that. Only three loses. Uh, and let me see where's Endo at. Oh, and around this time is when uh, Yoshikaze, the one of the older Rikishi left in the tournament, uh, he had gone 0-10 at this point, and it had gotten to the point where the crowd, you could feel them cheering him on just so that he would have something to show for his appearance in this tournament. Uh, Endo loses again, bring him down to three losses, and then we look at our leader, and we have um, Takeyumi on day 10, beating Karayaki. Day 11, let me start with Yoshi, I have him on this side. Yoshikase, okay, day 11 for Yoshikase, he had that match with... Kyotaisei and losing to Kyotaisei. Uh, Abby losing to uh, Karayaki. Uh, and then uh, what else we have here? I think this might have been when Shogi yes, Kub withdrew. Yes, and also this is the one that, Kag- that Abby should have won. This is the match against Kagayaki ended up in decision, and Abby won that. But no, I think the problem is that it didn't even go to decision. Oh, you're right. It should have. Yeah, they both fell at the same time, but instead of going to decision, they just gave it to Kagayaki. I was so angry that day. Like honestly, I, I was almost done. Um. Kaisei losing again, going to four losses, kind of like making it almost impossible to consider that he could have a comeback and win it. Uh, Endo winning, so he stays at three three losses. Decent look. And then if we look at our leader, we have... uh, Mitakeyume on day... This is day 11, right? Correct. Uh, Mitakeyume on day 11. Oh, he had that match with Kaisei and beats Kaisei. So, let's move to day 12 and I want to start with Mitakeyume on this day because this is... 
this is his first loss. Metakayuma loses, and this was by decision, correct? Yes. He loses to Takayasu. It, it was by decision. Uh, it was so close when they went out that the Gyoji originally pointed to Mitakeyumi, then he pointed to Takayasu, then it went to Monoe, which is the conference where they, you know, look at the replay and decide. And this is where it gets a little... I guess weird is the charitable uh, interpretation. Yes. I mean, if you go to Tachiai.org, they have posts about it because, you know, how can you not talk about it? Yeah. Some people were saying that on some camera angles, it was a lot closer than the one that we saw. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the... Uh, main things that I was hearing is that uh, because of how long the tournament was running that day, that calling a rematch was basically out of the question. Which, because what? No. If it deserves a rematch, <clears throat> you should call a rematch. I don't care how long the tournament has gone. Yeah. It's... At that awkward, I mean, schedules are very important, and it almost felt like it was at an awkward conjunction between they need to wrap this up, they are trying to protect their wrestlers from an injury, which, you know, it's a pretty good excuse for this tournament. Yes. And, you know, if... Some people were saying that they may have called it a certain way because it made the chase closer. I think that's a bad call. I agree. And not in the spirit of competition. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, as a viewer, it did make it more interesting. So by that point, we have uh, Mitakayume with one loss and three days to go. So only, only people with four losses or less have even a chance to to uh, to win this. And he had had a pretty good group of uh, people chasing after him. Uh, you know, it, after that day, after that day. Takiyasu, Goedo, both the Ozeki were chasing mm-hmm. after him. Endo, even though he had gone on a losing streak. Yeah. Uh, he could still... The hope was still there. Right. Uh, Asanoyama and Yutakiyama were the closest competitors most of the time and even up to the end. Yeah. Asanoyama only had three losses at that point. I'm sorry, no. Asanoyama only had, yeah, three losses at that point. And Yutakayama also only had three losses at that point. So it was still conceivable for someone else to to win this or for this to go to to playoffs. Uh, If if 
you know, if Mitake Yume stopped winning. Because this is only his first loss. Right. And this was also the first Basho where he had double-digit wins. Yes. So, you know, it's he had cleared one hurdle already. Would he be able to clear another hurdle after the uh, decision, you know, took away some of his momentum? Yep. Definitely. Uh, that <laughs> takes us... Uh, oh, this is when... The only thing I want to talk about this day, this is when Avi, uh, my fate in Avi, gets restored because Avi starts winning again. I'm yeah, going I, to assume he had a good talk on the phone with his mother. Yes. Uh, we, ta- we talked about last time, right? How he was crying the last time he won. This time it wasn't that... He had emotion, but it wasn't to the point of tears like it was last time. Uh, if we move from there to the 13th day... Uh, oh, Mitake- another yeah. significant thing on the 12th. Yeah. It was Chiyono Kuni versus Tamawashi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Tamawashi won the bout, but he did it with an arm lock throw that was awkward and painful for Chiyono Kuni. Yes. And so Chiyono Kuni withdrew at that point. So we have another another withdrawal, another maybe injury that the Dolphin... Uh, the the stadium this this basho take gives uh, another rikishi. It's also called the Aichi Prefectural Gymnasium, but I prefer calling it the Dolphin. It's easier. It rolls rolls off the tongue more. Uh, day number thirteen. Yoshikashi uh, faces Avi. Avi keeps on his winning streak, so Yoshikashi keeps on his losing streak. He has now 13 losses in a row. And at this point, if he doesn't salvage two wins from the last two days, he is definitely getting put down in the Jurio division. Yeah, it's a shame. Mitakeyume recovers and has a victory against Goedo. Which means only now those with three losses have any hope of catching up to him. Yep, so both the Ozeki are out of it. Mm-hmm. And with Goedo out of the chase and Koto Shogiku having withdrawn due to injury, at this point, no matter who won, it was going to be their first time winning a championship. Which is very exciting. I think at this point, I was sold on... On, uh, and maybe you remember better because we talked about it every, every night. But I think at this point, I was sold on Mitakayumi. I wanted Mitakayumi to win. Yeah, the fact that he could come back from the previous from that day. Loss, yeah, from a loss that maybe was unwarranted, that maybe was unfair, and still come back and win, that meant a lot, I think. Yeah, they, I would say... Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that the... Referees were probably his toughest opponent. So yes, he did definitely. have a good match on the 15th. Definitely. On the 14th, we have Yoshikashi finally beating that 13-day dry spell uh, by beating Mese on the 14th day. And the crowd celebrated like he had won the tournament. 
Yeah, he's an older wrestler. Uh, the crowd have grown to like him over the years. It's looking like it may be getting towards the end of his career, though. You are correct. Abby keeps on his winning streak. Good for Abby. Restore this. I'm just going to say it. He keeps winning until the end of the tournament. This little stretch restored my faith in Abby. He ends up with a 6 9 uh, record, which is a losing record, but it's it's not the worst, you know? Right. And it's a losing record, but because he had that Kinboshi against Kakuryu, mm-hmm. he's not going away empty-handed. No, exactly. So that takes us to day 14. We have Mitakeyume uh, winning his his win the tournament, winning, uh, having another victory that moves him to 13 and 1, and no one can touch him. Even if he lost the last day, no other, every other uh, Rikishi had uh, at least three losses at that point. So it would have been impossible for them to beat them, and that makes Mitakeyumi the the winner of the Nagoya Basho. Yep. He had a... <clears throat> excuse me. He had a, a good interview in the back. Uh, you could see that he was finally relieved. Yes. You could see the pressure lift off him. Before, whenever he was interviewed, he was so very stoic. He was very, very, like, all no-nonsense. But in this one, he... He was, he had emotion. He showed emotion in that interview. And that that really solidified completely that Mitakeyumi is someone that I want to keep watching. I, I, I can't wait for next tournament. Hopefully he'll, he'll get some double digits and he'll get some consideration for promotion. Uh, so we'll see. Yep, he had a pretty good tournament last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had nine wins, I want to say. Yes, and with this uh, tournament, that brings him... Yeah, he... Uh, spoilers, he loses the last day uh, in a decent match, a little bit anticlimactic, but he still wins the tournament with a record of 13-2. Yeah, it was a really fun match to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Against Itakayama. Uh, yes. Which is interesting, since Yutakayama was one of the ones that was, like, on his heels with, uh, with, uh, 12 and 3 yep. record. So, I, I wonder if some people say, well, you won, but you didn't beat Yutakayama. Well, you can only, uh, wrestle the people that are put in front of you. That's and, right. He still won. He still right. only lost twice. Now, the people who are skeptical of Mitake Yumi, mm-hmm. you know, they'll say that he didn't have to go through, you know, Tochinoshin or uh, Kakuryu or Hakuho. Yeah, the Yokosunas were out, Toshinoshin was out. But you can only fight who's there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
he won. That's all yeah. you can do. Exactly. So, uh, Yutakiyama and Asanoyama were the closest competitors at 12 and 3. They, I believe they both were given the Fighting Spirit Prize. Cool. That's her. Uh, Yoshikashi gets two wins at the end to ten, to end with a 2 and 13, and we already talked about that. Right. He will probably be at the very bottom of the Maegashira rankings, but he should still be in the Maegashira division, or Makuchi division. We mentioned Avi ended up with a 6-9. Kaise ended up with a 9-6, a winning record. Endo ended up with an 8-7, also a winning record. Uh, anyone else before we move on? We were done with the tournament. Uh, let's see. The, the newcomers. Uh, Goedo ended up with a 10-5, and I believe... The other one was a 9-6. Yep. They had both been Kadoban because they had left the previous tournament early, which meant they were at risk of demotion if they did not mm -hmm. achieve a Kachikoshi, which is a winning record. But they both cleared it, and so they will definitely remain Ozeki for at least two more tournament. Okay. So what's next, Eric? So the newcomers to the division, Meisei mm -hmm. and I want to say Kotoeko, they had a rough welcome, and they're probably going to go back down to Jurio to uh, continue to mature. Yeah. Uh, one of the interesting developments is that uh, I don't remember if he won. Let me check. Okay, so uh, the Jurio division, it was won in a playoff, and it was won by Takanoiwa. And that is interesting because he was the Rikishi who had uh, been assaulted by Haruma Fuji. And ultimately led to Haruma Fuji retiring. Interesting. And so he is coming back up to the Makuchi division for the first time since then. And it will be interesting to see how the crowd reacts. Definitely. Uh, I'm excited to see that next tournament. So, do we have any post-tournament updates now that... It's been, uh, we're recording on the 28th, so it's been about a week since the tournament ended. Uh, so the, the Rikishi have been getting ready for a Jungyo, which is where they go around, uh, do a, basically, house show tour, mm -hmm. and there have been some... Uh, Rikishi that have been uh, asking permission to miss it due to injury. <clears throat> right now, all three Yokozuna are expected to participate. They have not put in any uh, request to take it off. Uh, worth noting, just from the Makuchi division, 
Takiyasu, Tochi Notion, Ichinojo, Kotoshogiku, Chionokuni, Abi, Yoshikaze, Takarafuji, Chiyoshoma, and Meisei have asked to not participate. I hope they're all okay. We know that some of those were already injured. I hope Abby is okay. We talked about him. Uh, maybe look like he might have injured something there near the end. Right. Uh, the first ones we all pretty much knew, but uh, I'm sure Tochi Notion is just wanting to take his time, mm-hmm. get back to 100% health before he comes back. Yes. So the Rikishi will be heading back to Tokyo for the September tournament. The Banzuke will be released on August 27th. Okay. And then the first day of action will be September 9th. Okay. Which pleases me because 9-9 equals 18. There might be a couple days there I have to miss because uh, my anniversary happens during during that basho. But even if I don't get to watch it live, I'll I'll catch it when I get a chance. When's your anniversary? Nine eleven. Well, guess what? Nine twelve. What? My wife and I we were married nine twelve. Oh, okay, I thought I was like what? Oh, we're- cool. Back-to-back anniversary. Yeah, that's nice. So, should we move on to... We have a question here from the last time we asked for questions that I forgot to ask. Should we move on to that? Sounds good. Okay, so question comes in from Cass uh, at What is Cosplay? What are those hanging down things on the belts? that they put up next to their headphones when they're ready for a fight. Also, what's your favorite rice dish? So those cords are called sagari. And those are also a signifier of rank, where the lower-ranked rikishi, or the lower-ranked divisions, do not have them. Mm -hmm. Then as you get up, and I didn't do my... Homework, so as you go up a couple of divisions, uh, they will have the Sagari, but they haven't been uh, glued, so they're still just like the loose cords. And then as you get further up, then they will glue them to stiffen them. And okay, uh, the reason being is that if you look at older depictions of sumo, uh, they're wrestling still in their uh not kesho mawashi entirely but like a you know a larger thicker apron and so the sagari are kind of a more functional representation of the history where if they were to actually wrestle in the larger aprons it would restrict movement and make it more difficult so as they moved to the Mawashi, they implemented the Sagari as kind of a nod to tradition. Okay, that's very cool. Uh, and lastly, 
Do you, what? What's your favorite rice dish? Do you have favorite rice dishes? I don't have a lot of rice dishes that mm-hmm. come to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so of course you have Mexican food has a lot of rice based stuff. Like you always want a, a good burrito. I hate when I get the English in me and I don't pronounce things properly. A good burrito. Uh, Needs some rice and beans in there, uh, personally. But my favorite rice Mexican rice dish. It's it's two. I'm gonna cheat because if it's sweet, I like arroz con leche, which is uh, Ooh, like a rice milk. pudding. Uh, yeah, and they put uh, like uh, orange slices in there, uh, and uh, and it's orange peel actually. It's just for flavor. And uh, sticks of cinnamon, and they leave it boiling, and then it cools down, and uh, it's really good. The flavor is really delicious. And if it's savory, I am always a good fan of a nice, like, red rice or, like, you know, pinkish red Mexican rice with pollo. Really good. Uh, As for me, the one that just keeps sticking out in my mind is it was a casserole where it was rice. It was like broccoli, cheddar, rice, casserole. Nice. And that's just the one that keeps sticking out to me. It's like, I know I've eaten other rice dishes, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm always down for a good fried rice. Fried rice always good. Uh, I'm always down for sushi. Uh, Although I don't like the always. fried rice with peas in it yeah how what what's your feeling about eggs and fried rice uh i'm not a huge fan of eggs to me they tend to taste a little metallic okay but that could just be my own feelings yeah that could be it uh i i i there's very few dishes that if you tell me I'm going to put an egg on it. I'm going to say no. Like a burger with an egg, yes. Rice with an egg, yes. Salad with an egg, yes. Ramen with an egg, yes. I I, I like eggs. Especially if they're like nice and fried or boiled. Any way you do it, you can probably can't go wrong with a good egg. What Personally. about egg in a basket? Is that like uh, the one where you get the piece of bread, you make a hole, and then you make a bread? Yeah. You, you put, yeah, I, I like those. Uh, I, I used to make those. So I used to make what my dad had taught me were Montecristos. But they're not, if you go to a place and you ask for a Montecristo, they're not going to give you what my dad make. I like what they give you in restaurants, but... So, what my dad made was kind of like that, except, uh, so, you didn't make a hole in the, in the, in the bread. You, you grab, you grab your eggs, right? And you, uh, what's that thing? You whisk them. Mm-hmm. And then you put the piece of bread in the egg and then throw it in the pan. Well, that's how it should the, be. And then the other piece of bread in the egg and throw it on the pan on the other side. And then you cook those in the pan until they're cooked. And then you make yourself a sandwich in the pan. And that's what my dad used to call a Monte Cristo. Yeah. I mean, that is what a Monte Cristo is. What have you been getting? 
in restaurants they they uh, deep fry they they make like a sandwich and then they deep fry it and it's mm. way more like uh, bready. Yeah, that's weird. It's like they do like dough. Yeah, if you go to any chain restaurant and you ask for Monte Cristo, they'll give you that with um, uh, raspberry preserve and powdered sugar on top. Which I like, but it's not just what my dad used to call a Monte Cristo. You know? Right. Now, a rice dish that I haven't had, yeah. but I really want, is omu rice. Okay, what's that? I think that sounds familiar. That's, that's the uh, Japanese, it's basically omelet rice, where they will take the rice and they will uh, get an egg omelet Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the common way you'll see it done is where it's like mostly cooked and they'll put it on top and then you cut it down the middle and it kind of just covers the entire uh, amount of rice and then they also have like a i don't think it's an au jus but it's uh it's a sauce Mm -hmm. it's not a thick sauce i don't know cooking terms I mean, honestly, me neither. <laughs> Demi glaze. I think that's what it's yeah, called. Sure. Okay. Uh, this 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 is why this is Basho and Tell a big uh, bowl of chicken chanconave soup for the soul because we talk about sumo and food, and we are done talking about sumo and food. Do you have anything else to tell our listeners before we come back for? Uh, what day did you say is the next one? Starts September 9th, and we should be doing a uh, show after they announce the Banzuke, and it's going to be really interesting to see if Koto Shogiku shows up. Okay, when do they announce the Banzuke? That, I believe it's the 27th of August. Okay, so... Expect us about in about a month. Whenever you're listening to this, add a month to it. That's yo. That's will probably when you'll be listening to it then. So let's see. I'm My looking predictions. At the gift you gave me. That's, that's yeah. good. So and the top is that's the omelet, right? And there's like fried rice in the bottom. Correct. Oh, that's good. And now he's pouring the demi glaze on it. Let me look at that. I just made myself hungry. I know. And that's just f- regular fried rice, right? I could yes. Do that. Then they'll normally top it with ketchup, but I'm not a fan of ketchup myself. I, I am. I like a nice ketchup with eggs. What I've been doing lately is we have Whataburger here, and they have the spicy ketchup, which is like ketchup and uh, like if they kind of like Louisiana sauce. Mixed together, I really like it. I can't do any spice. I have a baby palate. Oh, Now, Eric, my friend, that's called your white. It is. I'm incredibly <laughs> white. I'm translucent. Uh, and, I, <laughs> and I think that's how we will finish this episode. Anything else you have to say to the nice people who have listened to another episode or Basho and Tell? Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to get in contact with us. I'm on mm-hmm. Twitter at Demoon Rules. 
I'm on Twitter at Frankie Extra. Uh, please stick around, listen to other stuff in this feed. Uh, there's always good stuff. Also, please check around Audio Entropy. We do a couple of shows there. You can listen to Let's Steal a Podcast, where me and my friend Kaz, we, uh, we rewatch and recap every episode of Leverage. Uh, if you like to listen to me and Eric, Eric has an episode of his show, Inside the Master Studio, where we talk about role-playing games. Is Interstitial going to be your new masks? I think so. Like, for, for people who know, Interstitial might be my new Nido. It depends how my schedule works, but I really like the system. I like how easy it is to just add players and take play, take players away. I feel it might be even easier than Nido, because at one point Nido became really hard to to switch players up. It became very, like, personal story-based. And this feels more like, we're going to a different world, we're doing a thing, and then we're done. Uh, Have they met so a we'll Scottish see. duck yet? Uh, no, they did meet Shrek. <laughs> That's close. Don't care! Gal must lump! That, that was my Shrek voice. Alright, well, until August, late August... Keep your, Keep your feet, feet on, the, on the, ground. the ground. Don't care? I want some waffles. Great.